tell you the story about the old sandal maker. Welcome back to the Making of Dharmalan podcast. This episode is about the song The Sandal Maker, track number 10 on the Dharmalan album. I'm your host, Brian Chittister, and also the co-producer of the album. The song was written by Avi sometime in 1961. It received its Library of Congress copyright stamp on June 12, 61. And the song was arranged for the album by Henrik Magnuson of Ixtihule and features lead vocals by John Harris, who knew Abi and worked with him in the early mid-60s on the songs Monterey and Overcomers of the World, and backing vocals by Eve Zani, who also sang on the opening track, The King and Queen of Water, and knew Abi in the 70s and 80s when she was working in a music shop in Los Angeles. And then also Hammond B3 organ by Dale Okerman, who worked with Abi in the late 70s, early 80s, on a new version of Nature Boy, which never came out. Dale also plays organ on the last track on the album, Walto, and does a poetry recitation at the end of it. But for a sandal maker, he plays just kind of this ethereal, floating organ sound that kind of weaves its way throughout the, the recording. The melody is the same or similar to Abby's song, Once There Was a Girl, which was released on the posthumous CD, Echoes from Nature Boy and the song on the surface seems to be about a lowly but able sandal maker who reminds the narrator of the carpenter who knew all about love, aka Jesus Christ. Now, Abi was born Jewish and professed to be a follower of Buddhism and Eastern philosophy as, a, as an adult, but his music did sometimes reference Jesus, so this would not be out of character for him to have done so on the Sandal Maker. He used actually lots of mythological and religious archetypes in his titles and songs and lyrics and whatnot, and usually transformed them into kind of personal mythologies about his own experiences and transposing them to the landscape of Southern California. So that's one thing that I always found kind of unique about him is he took these sort of existing archetypes and then forged them through the fire of his kind of own working class medium, which was pop music, to create something that was really unique to him and often, again, it was embedded with his own personal autobiography. But in terms of the sandal maker, a friend and fellow researcher of California oddballs and transcendentalists named Barefoot Ted McDonald recently hipped me to another possible interpretation for this song. Ted pointed out that there was a late 19th century, early 20th century transcendentalist slash health pioneer named Edward Carpenter, who actually advocated the wearing of sandals only for Americans and Europeans so as to loosen them up and get them closer to the earth and to nature. Carpenter, as it turns out, was also an influence on the German nature menches who came to California in the early 20th century and who influenced Abi and the California Nature Boys. And all of them were kind of associated in one way or another with Abi's mentor, John Richter, who owned the Eutrophians Cafe in Los Angeles where Abi and the Nature Boys washed dishes and played music for the guests. Having that reference kind of changes everything because is the carpenter who knew all about love Abby's reference to the more universally known carpenter or was he referencing this 
personal influence in Edward Carpenter, who had actually had an influence on all of these nature seekers, health seekers, spiritual seekers in Southern California who influenced and learned from each other in the early to mid-century, aka the Nature Boys and the, the Von der Vogelin and the Nature Menches and all of those people that were kind of pre-hippie health seekers. We don't really know. I mean, it could have been both. It could, it could have been sort of this secret encoded message for those who knew about Carpenter and who would have understood the reference there and then at the same time it might have again just been him kind of using a universal archetype the carpenter who knew all about love the recording by Ixtahule was done in the flamenco style or it has a flamenco backbeat and that's why I had the idea to get Eve to sing a sort of gypsy backing vocal to it that that's kind of her special specialty is doing gypsy style jazz and she has a really kind of Stevie Nicks like voice I mean nobody sounds like Stevie Nicks and I don't want to sound grandiose but but there is kind of a, a texture to ease voice that seems to fit really well with gypsy jazz and with this kind of flamenco beat so it added a texture to it because the lead vocals that were done by John Harris were really done in kind of a, like a haunting crooner maybe even like a scott walker kind of vibe again i don't want to sound grandiose i've already compared eve to stevie nicks and joe to leonard cohen but you know you get those references where you're not trying to be necessarily direct for some marketing purpose but just because there are styles that convey certain moods and that was definitely the case with bringing eve onto this song was having the flamenco beat juxtaposed against that very breathy, intimate vocal by John Harris was already kind of a clash that created something that sounded sort of distinctive. So then to give it the underlayers of Dale's Hammond B3 organ and Eve's gypsy vocals, I felt like added a lot of dynamics to it. John Harris, his lead vocals were done after the original LA sessions and after the backing track was recorded so when he finished his vocals they were kind of a revelation to all of us they were really intimate and soulful <laughs> except for when he says oh yeah about halfway through that was sort of to me kind of corny but then you know John plays cocktail piano gigs at hotels in Monterey and at weddings and stuff on weekends to this day and so we all just sort of said okay let's just leave that bit of his personality on the recording where he says oh yeah pairing the lead vocals with the consistent flamenco beat was cool but it wasn't totally working for me because the flamenco beat was sort of persistent throughout it was pretty samey so the track didn't seem to kind of go anywhere it just sort of stayed on the same level throughout and it was a little bit too monotonous once I got the mix back in January 2020, I was sort of beating my head for a couple of weeks to think of how we might make this song a little bit more dynamic because it was turning out, honestly, the only real clunker on the album at that point, just a little bit boring. And then I was re-watching Twin Peaks The Return sometime in January 2020 or early February 2020, and there was this scene in a casino with Dale Cooper and some mobster f characters and this formerly homeless lady who Dale sort of mystically changed her life. And when she comes up to him 
to thank him and kiss him on the cheek. All the jazzy music that's surrounding this cocktail piano player sort of just drops out. And it's just piano played by the great Angelo Badalamenti, which remains and then swells in this almost syrupy but very sincere way. And I said, okay, that's it. And when I got to L.A. to work with Joe on remixing the album, he and I worked a lot to modulate this song. So you'd have periods where you'd have the flamenco beat and Eve singing, and then you'd have John come in, and then maybe Eve would go out, but the organ by Dale would swell, and then maybe John's vocals would go to a really intimate part, and we'd just remove the flamenco beat altogether, or remove everything else but John's vocals and piano and then kind of go back in and maybe the beat would come back and then ease vocal. It had more of a modular feel. It had some range to it. It really opened the song up to portray a little bit of the journey, I think, that Abi wrote about in the lyrics. It isn't just a, a straight journey. He doesn't just get the sandals and everything's all good. I, I think, you know, the idea of the journey is that you want to become somebody who goes wandering and looking for the meaning of life and you know symbolically you get your sandals and you go on your way but you're not just always running around the world with a song in your head or or symbolically like a flamenco beat <laughs> in the back of your brain things ebb and flow life is up and down things are very impermanent and so i think the production to me needed to have that sense of of feeling like a little bit of a journey now between the intimacy of John's voice and the various textures and the way the song modulates. It's, it's actually, I actually love it. It's, to me, it's a really kind of a perfectly crisp production. Mm. 